people are at the center of every interaction, both internally and externally. How do you take that and expand on what actually matters to the person at the end of the day? Welcome to Creators Gonna Create, a TAC Network original show produced by Share Your Genius. So for those of you who know, I have a merch line called Haters Hate, Creators Create. So I thought it would be fitting to call this show Creators Gonna Create. Because ultimately, there's going to be hate out there. Creators are still going to be creating. There's going to be imposter syndrome. But at the end of the day, we still got to create. So hi, I'm your host, Nick Bennett. I have been a B2B marketer for a while, but more recently, I've become super passionate about the creator economy in B2B. I'm currently writing a book on it. I have a newsletter on it, and now we are here for a podcast about it. I just find it so fascinating that B2B has a lot to learn from B2C. And as someone that has worked in B2C for a short period of time, I've seen this firsthand. I mean, we've all scrolled TikTok or Instagram, and you see all these influencers that have these followings that are promoting stuff. And it's like, wow, like one, how did they get there? But two, how do I become them or a version of them? The B2B side of things, which is where I spent the, the majority of my career, I've always been trying to figure out how, I mean, we know people buy from people, but ultimately how people can earn trust and authority from other people. And something within the company that I've co-founded with my uh, partner, Mark Killens, it's called TAC. And so a big piece of what we do is this whole people first go to market. And creators and influencers are at the center of this people first go to market. It's perfect to sum it up of like, hey, people are at the center of every interaction, both internally and externally. How do you take that and expand on what actually matters to the person at the end of the day? The creator economy is really about entrepreneurs, there's solopreneurs, there's writers, there's musicians, there's artists, there's influencers, there's independent content creators. They basically are people who monetize their content online. It is within the ecosystem of platforms. There's tools, there's services that empower these creators to build businesses and make money off of their content, their brand, and their audience. There's been a lot of people in B2C that have figured this out, but there's been on the B2B side, not as many that have figured out how to monetize their content online. So I was working for a company about two years ago. It was Alice and they were a B2B gifting company. And so I was in an evangelist type of role within this company. I was a kind of like the face of the brand. I would speak at the events. I would do the podcast and ultimately was driving impact for the company. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I was like, I was on it from both sides. So I had brands reaching out, wanting to partner with me through different creator and influencer deals. But I also partnered with creators and influencers and tried to figure out how to impact revenue for Alice. And so the two years that I was there, I would, again, posted content organically on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all of those channels. So I drove $2 million in pipeline in the two years that I was there, just again, through organic creation of content, 60% of that closed. So $1.2 million, again, at zero cost outside of my salary. And I was always just like, there has to be a way to scale this because so often, and again, through my own interactions, it was very transactional to a certain degree. It was like these brands would come to you and they would say, hey, 
there's a certain set of deliverables that we need to achieve here. And those deliverables were very black and white. And it was like, ah, there's no room for creativity to a certain degree outside of that. And I was like, it just seemed transactional. How do you make this about the person, about people? And ultimately, I think it's integrating it into your strategy as a marketing team, as a company. It can't be transactional. It has to be like a two-way street ultimately. And I think there's some companies that are doing this really well out there, but I don't think there's anyone that's fully cracked the code. And I, I wouldn't even say I've fully cracked the code. Hopefully throughout this journey, I'll be able to educate myself more, but we'll be able to educate the masses on how to integrate this into your marketing team, how to actually measure the things that matter and not make it so transactional in life anymore. So I have been a baseball player my whole life. I still play baseball. I'm 36 years old. I still play baseball competitively. So baseball has always been important to me. And when I went to college, I was like, all right, what do I do when I get out? What do I want to major in? And so I actually majored in sports management. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I just kind of like get to learn about sports and sports law. And like, when I get out of school, what am I going to be like a big shot sports agent? Am I going to be an athletic director? Turns out you can do neither of those things unless you like one have connections or two go to a school for a longer time. Um, So I actually went into sales right after school and um, I was good at sales, but it was not tech sales. It was very much of a grind and I didn't really enjoy it every single day. And I just randomly came across marketing and I came across a channel marketing role and I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm doing marketing, working with sales is fun. And from there, it allowed me to pivot into field marketing. That's where the majority of my career has been, like field marketing for early stage tech startups. And field marketing is is a beautiful thing. And that's what I originally became known for on social media and LinkedIn in particular was you're the field marketing guy. If I have field marketing questions, I'm going to come to you. And when I started creating content back, it was literally March of 2020, right when the, the pandemic hit. I was talking about field marketing for a solid six months to a year, every single day. No one liked any of my stuff. Um, But I was like, you know what? There's such a misconception of what field marketing is to a revenue organization that I want to shed the light on that. I want people to know that field marketing is more than an event planner. I was doing all these podcasts. I was doing all these events, like speaking about like field marketing 2.0, which is kind of like what I coined part of a true revenue organization. And it allowed me to then get into other roles like account-based marketing, customer marketing, and do more and more podcasts because I was creating more and more content about it. From there, I was finally given the opportunity to like move into this evangelist type role. As an evangelist for a company, you're the face of the brand. And in MarTech and sales tech, which is like my background, there was never really an evangelist type role that wasn't the C-level. Yeah, Obviously, the founder or CEO of a company should be an evangelist. But what about the people in the company that actually have followings? They have audiences. And it was something where I was like, I want to be known for this whole evangelist in B2B. And ultimately, what did I know that evangelist turned into creator and this whole creator economy and like influencer marketing, all these things. But this was about two and a half, three years ago. That I think I first started to like feel like we're at the cusp of something. And I just felt like, you know what? I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to bet my career on this. And fortunately, it's worked out really, really well. And I'm not saying that, listen, you can be a creator without monetization. 
that's that's okay. There's lots of creators out there that just want to create for the creativity, for the ability to push boundaries, for the ability to feel like they can flex their creative muscles and they have no interest in monetization. As long as you're finding joy in this, I think that's important. You're still playing into the creator economy. And what's to say, because when I started out, I had no interest in monetization. Again, I was creating for the joy of creating. And it was a great way for me to figure out how to try to find new ways of creativity and unlock that within my mind. I think it was important to figure out that like, hey, it took me about a year and a half actually before I saw any monetization. It's all about the journey. It's not about the short term. It's the long term game that you're ultimately playing. And I think it's important to note that anyone can be a creator. There is such a misconception over like what this is and how to actually get started that I want to educate how to get started, how to manage like the monetization of it, how to deal with the financial pieces of it. What do you do when it comes to contracts? How do you measure this from a brand perspective? How do you find the right people? And how do you actually integrate those campaigns into your, your marketing strategy? There's lots of questions, both from the creator standpoint, as well as the brand standpoint. And ultimately, I think hearing it from both sides is very important. There's brands that manage creators and influencers and have those types of programs and integrated campaigns. And then there's the creator side that either are already working with brands or they want to work with brands and are trying to figure out how to get started. So hopefully this will give them an opportunity to figure out either how to get started, how to accelerate it, how to monetize it, or how to measure it from the brand perspective and figure out who it is that you want to work with. There is one stat that Adobe put out earlier this year, and I talk about it often, but I think it's, again, important to, to talk about. In 2023, 88% of B2B companies want to test influencer marketing. The issue is they don't know how to get started. Now, think about that. 88%, that's such a staggering number. So you're saying you know, 12% obviously don't either maybe they don't have an interest or don't have a care, but 88% want to. And either they're going to test it or they've tried it. But in my past, influencer marketing and working with creators has always been very much sponsored content on LinkedIn, if that's where your audience is, or maybe TikTok, Instagram, wherever it is. But there's so much more that you can do if you just figure out how to integrate it from an, like an integrated revenue campaign perspective. So hopefully we can educate, hopefully we can have some fun, hopefully that we can shed a light on a lot of misconceptions that are out there. That's my goal. So if you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to go follow me on LinkedIn to read more. Make sure to hit subscribe to this podcast. We're gonna be diving into lots of this over the course of the season. Super excited and hopefully uh, you'll follow along for the journey.